0: And welcome to Shifting Culture, a monthly segment dedicated to exploring and celebrating the stories of accomplished women of colour. From brand builders to creative entrepreneurs to mental health experts, this series unfolds how these women have made huge contributions to the progression of our culture. Today we're speaking with Maggie Zhou, a 22 year old Melbourne based writer, podcaster and content creator. Maggie shares with us how she built her career as a content creator, her relationship with fast fashion, and she shared some helpful tips on how to create opportunities in the creative industry. Hi Maggie, thank you so much for joining us on this month's episode of Shifting Culture. How are you? I'm going well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? We're going... Well, I'm doing really well. How yeah, I'm <laughs> fine, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't want to talk about COVID, but obviously... No, yeah. So. Are you in... You're in Sydney or... Yeah. Well, yeah. I
1: was in Sydney and I'm back in Melbourne. So I'm in the middle of my two-week quarantine
0: anyway. So, Yeah. And Join it's me like, in lockdown. Yeah, but I mean, both cities are in lockdown anyway, so it's like you kind of dodge yeah. Sydney, and then Melbourne were like, "Oh, <laughs> oh I know, I know." Um, it's not fun, is it? <laughs> no, I'm just, but I'm also not surprised mm. by like Melbourne just doing another snap lockdown. But mm. we move anyway. Let's not try to bring mm-hmm. down the the vibe of the interview. Already, <laughs> um, oh, so right, we, so we just like crying the fast five. Minutes I know. And I'm me. <laughs> I was like, don't want to talk about it, but then I brought it up. So anyway, maybe we should just um, get into it. So just for our first question, just for some context for people who may not necessarily know much about you, um, you... You're a writer, but you're also, you do some influencing, you're a blogger, you you have a podcast, like there's a lot of different things that you do. So I'm just wondering if you could um, let our audience know a bit about yourself, um, what you do, some of your projects, side hobbies, um, just a rundown. Cool. So
1: my name is Maggie Zhao. It's actually really... Funny, because you asked just like the simplest question and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to introduce myself? Because I'm in the moment, I'm in the process of deciding how I pronounce my last name because I've always westernized it. And now I'm like, should I be doing this? So I'm just going to introduce myself in the way I always do. But is this how I actually pronounce my last name? I don't know. Anyway, look at this existential crisis at the start of this episode. I love it. I
0: love it. Yeah, this is another conversation though. Like, this is that in itself is a whole topic. I don't, I don't want to Mm -hmm. agree, but I just it's just because I, I did the same thing with my name. Like, um, Mm. used to pronounce my name rahal growing up, Mm. and it's actually supposed to be pronounced Rahel. Um, like that's the pronunciation. So when I moved Mm. um to London, I just called myself Rahel. Yeah, and then it just Mm. that's you know from every person I introduce myself. So I, I would definitely recommend switching over i did something i'm well i think mine was early high school though Mm. like when i went from primary to high school it was like people would say kidane wintana kidane and i'm like it's kidane now guys like just Mm. say my name but yeah Mm. i mean it's your journey but Mm. i feel like definitely try to like pronounce your name the way it's pronounced Mm.
1: let people i love that pep talk yeah i love it let them know (laughs) Or maybe this is my debut with my real name. So I think it might be hard to pronounce. And I probably butcher it myself because I don't speak proper Mandarin. But anyway, Maggie Zoll. Let's not sit on that too much.
0: Maggie Zoll.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So that's me. Um, A little bit more about me, not just my last name, (laughs) um, is I'm a 22-year-old writer, content creator, podcaster so I'm co-host on this pop culture, podca- pop culture podcast called culture club tongue fister um what else do I do I always forget did I say writer I probably did um <laughs> and I'm from Melbourne I just recently started like a full-time job like a month ago. So I am writer and producer at the soon to launch Refinery29 Australia. So I'm very excited. Can we just just take a moment? Because
0: she's a writer. She's a producer. She's a producer. She is like what you're just like a multifaceted human being. Um, Huge congratulations. I saw that on your, um, I just saw that on Instagram. That's huge. Mm. And Refinery, like, Refinery uh, refinery launching in Australia, I remember seeing that, I told you, and I was, yeah. like, freaking out because I, I love mm. Refinery, especially the unbothered um,
1: mm.
0: man I want. I don't even know what to yes. call it. But um, I'm so, yeah, happy for you. Thank you so much. It's pretty surreal and it's so nice
1: that you're all saying such lovely words about what I do and I just feel like a fraud. Like, all I do is sit at my silly little desk in my bedroom and my, my silly little laptop <laughs> Well, typing away and that's that's my job. Um, But no, I'm very grateful to be part of like Refinery29, such a massive global brand. Um,
0: But yeah, that's me. No, you definitely have the credentials for it. And it's, it's so funny how we like got in contact with you and how like it just kind of came full circle with it mm. was like the converse thing and um maggie was writing for fashion journal and you've done a mm-hmm. you've actually collaborated with a lot of like online publications but then me and brahal got to see you at the um converse it was like a swap clothing yeah, swap clothing. thing and then now here you are so um yeah. Small world. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really want to hear more specifically about your, I guess, creative journey. I mean, were you mm-hmm. always someone that was passionate about, were you always passionate about writing? Um, let me get you to answer that first. Cause I'm about to give you a loaded question. Okay. Writing and how you got into fashion.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the writing thing is so interesting because I never thought I would be a writer or be paid for my writing. So it was only last year when I was kind of doing it, like halfway through the year when I realized, oh, okay, I'm writing for a couple publications now. Oh, this is really happening. It really kind of just threw me because even though like in hindsight, looking back, it makes sense. Like I've always loved English. I've always loved reading and writing. It never even crossed my mind that that could be a career path. And there's a few reasons for that. Like, honestly, in high school growing up, um, we were always told, like, oh, never go into journalism. It's dying. You'll make no money. And then, like, the second part of it is I never saw anyone like me doing it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no space for me here. So obviously I can't do this. Like, it sounds so, um, I don't know. It it almost sounds silly because I do know there are a lot of BIPOC creators in the writing space. But honestly for me wasn't a possibility but it you know when i look back i'm like oh come on maggie like you you were writing in your spare time you were reading all the time like how did you not know this but i think it was just society like subliminally telling me i couldn't do it
0: No, i resonate with everything you're saying especially like getting into i think even just getting into the creative world finding people that look like you is a big thing just Mm. because you can now like aspire to be something. But like when you're seeing Mm. everyone around you that they're achieving these great things, but they don't come from the same background as you. They don't have the same understanding of your culture. And like, there's so many Mm. factors into it. And then you're not in positions that I want to see myself in. It creates barriers to those, to to you even just like considering those industries. So it's amazing that you've been able to, I guess, create a career out of something that you were so good at and passionate about. Mm. The next part of this, I wanted to ask you about um, something that you always speak on, which is uh, sustainable fashion. So, me and Rao were having this conversation with uh, like the other day, and we were just thinking about how we can be a little bit, I guess, like problematic when it comes to that, like I guess sustainable fashion, yeah, like that, fast fashion, yeah, things fast like that. Fashion, yeah. Um, and how like yeah like I think it comes from like a lack of awareness and just even understanding of the like the whole I I don't even know what to call it but what would you say I guess for you where did that where did that stem from like your interest in sustainable fashion Mm. when did you kind of um, start to like boycott fast fashion brands and um, yeah tell us a little bit about that. Of course okay so I just
1: want to first say because it's It's been a weird journey. I think um, I only started really making the switch at the end of 2019. But you know what? Like, and since then I've been like educating myself more, writing more about it. And I am just getting more and more sick of people having that like pressure on themselves. Like even hearing you say that, I'm just like, "Mm," but like, don't feel that bad. Like it's, it's okay as well. I'm like so Mm -hmm. sick of people just like screaming at Um, like consumers buying fast fashion or like influencers promoting it. Yes, it can be like problematic, but it's just like, calm down. Like these are just people buying their clothes. You know, it just kind of, it's kind of annoying in my sense. Like I did put an article up very recently recently that was called like why influencers should stop glamorizing fast fashion and i still stand by that because I'm, like my comments section turned into like all these people being like yeah like, fuck influencers like they like they, like whatever sorry yeah. i mean i swear yeah, yeah. yeah you're good okay cool yeah. um and i'm just like oh like people are missing the point and i hate it and especially a lot of the time it is like particularly Bashing women as well. And I'm just like, I'm not for this. And of course, there's so many barriers to entry, um, size privilege. A lot of yeah. sustainable brands are catered to plus size people. So, like, obviously, go buy fast fashion. And of course, it's financially expensive. I don't expect everybody to buy sustainable, ethical fashion. I never even like broached a conversation with my parents. Yeah. Like, that's not even a thing. So, yeah. that did not answer your question at all. But
0: <laughs> yeah. then my little rant. I definitely um see that side of it, and it's similar to like you know buying organic and green and all of these really important things, but you just also have to think about how uh, accessible it's going to be to a lot of people and also the internet just makes anything toxic it really, it's like, <laughs> like, just, they turn like one like something so positive into something so um attacky, so I'm glad that you I'm glad you brought that up, but also. <laughs> I think the point of, like, your writing and stuff is it's, you're also getting a really good message because I do see those she, sheen or sheen. Yeah, sheen, yeah, awesome. sheen yeah. yeah. And they, they're they just spending, like, yeah. and you know that these clothes are made for pennies and the conditions that they're mating as well. It's, like, it's it's two sides. There's that, definitely two. Like, there's, like, definitely an extreme to fast fashion. um But, yeah, we were just interested to know more about your journey with it because it's something that mm. you are be very, very passionate about. Mm. Yes. like I was just
1: <laughs> going to say, I was like, oh, i just been bashing that for like five minutes. Like I do
0: really care about this. Like, trust me.
1: Um But like I did mention, it did start around 2019 for me. And the years before that, mm. I just did not care. Like I had learned about fast fashion, like seeing it around the internet and read articles. And I was just like, oh yeah, like this is a terrible social issue. But it never really clicked with my own life for some yeah. reason. Um, at that stage, I was working like, and collaborating with quite a few fast fashion brands online, like getting product in exchange for posting. Um, and after a while, it just felt kind of iffy. So I was doing that for like a lot of years. Like, I think I started Instagram when I was like 13 years old. So it's almost been a decade. Yeah, so oh my God, baby, baby, making you on Instagram? Yeah. Sit like like posting multiple times a week since then. Wow, slow growth, baby. <laughs>
0: Literally, wait. Can we talk about oh. how did you even how? Because I think I was, I think I jumped onto the Instagram like late. Very, I, I jumped onto the wave. I was in my early twenties. Oh, that's embarrassing.
1: Oh, so so <laughs> not <laughs> embarrassing
0: yeah I don't I think I was in my like late teens mm-hmm. when I jumped into it like I had it but I never used it properly and then when I went overseas I was like let me just start like doing this and like you know I just jumped on it but um did you have other social media oh, yeah. 100%. To <laughs> talk about it talk about it
1: Okay, so the one that I was addicted to first, and I call it addiction, like it it is, um, One Direction Twitter when I was like 12 years old. (laughs) Like like all day, all night on this platform talking to strangers about a boy band. I am like shook that nothing dangerous happened to me, (laughs) not going to lie. Like, it's a miracle that I'm sitting here today. Um And then after that, Tumblr had a big Tumblr phase, you know, very indie, um, very indie, like, blog vibes. And yeah. then, yeah, I got Instagram when it kind of became a thing in high school and everyone was just posting with their friends and stuff. And I started doing that first, but then, like, I wanted to post, like, artsy photos. Yeah. Um Yeah, I probably was posting more like fashion, fashion things when I was like 14, which is still very young. So it's still right. been a long time.
0: Wow. No, that's so mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I think once it once social media clicks, it, it, it clicks and once you like are able to navigate it, like it, it works for me. I'm just, I obviously i have a, a, a podca- the podcast yeah, but i'm just like <laughs> my my social media game is weak basically um but just moving on to the next question um we just wanted to talk a little bit about maybe your like career progression um <laughs> because you are young and as you just mentioned you are you just got a full-time job at refinery like that's incredible um So I guess for just other young people, young writers, creative, looking to break into um, any type of creative industry, like what was your, how, what was your progression? And Mm -hmm. I guess the second part of that question, which I can ask again is um, do you have any specific types of like tips for young people that are looking to get into professional writing? yeah
1: for sure um i'm so like so lucky to see where i am today and i'm really proud of myself because um, unlike a lot of my peers i don't have any like industry connections my parents don't know anyone who does any of this stuff i'm i'm very much like self-built in that way and i'm actually very proud of myself for doing this and i would say like the internet has played like the biggest part ever it's like that's my that's my connection right that's mm-hmm. like my uncle that knows people it's it's the internet like mm-hmm. that's been a massive tool and i also want to say like my god like career progression stories change so much so i would point people into the direction of um, fashion journal they have this series called how i got here Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah. And it goes through a lot of successful people's career journeys. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting hearing that and reading stories from, you know, when they started their career like 10 years ago. It's already changed so much, right? Yeah. If you do 10 internships at different publications, it doesn't mean that you'll become like editor-in-chief or whatever. So for me um like I mentioned I've been on Instagram for a long time that's really helped and then I started my own blog halfway through my teen years like 15 years old or something so I was literally just self-publishing my own writing and my own fashion and photography so that's one thing I really recommend like if no one's publishing you publish yourself like you can do that now and that can be in the realms of like YouTube, TikTok, whatever it might be. Um, I do think being, like, multifaceted, as you mentioned before, is really handy because yeah. people aren't just always looking for a writer, unfortunately. You've got to, like, know how to edit photos, know a bit about fashion, like, stay up to date with TikTok or whatever it might be. I think, yeah, diversifying the yeah. diversifying interests and doing that
0: really helped. Blug, what else? <laughs> I feel <laughs> like rinsing you out of all everything. Say. No, but you like even just mentioning everything you've mentioned, like it's, it's like key things that people need to know. And I think like, it, it looks like you've forged your own career and I think for like the traditional way is starting to become uh, like very outdated. But a lot of us, you know, grew up knowing that it was like you go to uni, you get that internship, you this, and it, it's not. It's now becoming about who you know and how well you can network and like mm. mix with people in the industry. So, um, like obviously, what you're doing is a testament to that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, the word
0: networking is like oh, scares me. Like everyone
1: talks word, about it. Honest. I'm just like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> now it's I have like break. a yeah okay that's like a nicer word but like um i think the way i kind of navigate that space because i'm like mm, maybe i do network but it doesn't feel like i do and i feel like when dub it's soft networking which is Following people on Instagram and sometimes like replying to their stories because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like a nice non-intrusive way to like get to know someone, follow what the work they're doing. Mm. Yeah, because I can't. I'm not really someone that will go up to someone and be like, "Hi," like this is me. Mm. Like I find that kind of hard sometimes as well. So
0: yeah. yeah. So how were you? How were you able to like use uh, Instagram and social media as a tool to? like, you know, grow your following and gain um, such popularity? Was there any specific things? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: A popularity? I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> I know that's so extra. But, like, were there any specific things that, that you did just because it seems like you, you obviously, like, did traditional, like, you just worked hard, you know, you were publishing your own stuff, X, Y, Z. But, yeah, how were you able to use social media as a tool to progress um, professionally?
1: Mm. Yes. So when it comes to, inter- well, so when it comes to Instagram growth, I am so slow as you can kind of convert follower wise when I've been doing this for almost a decade, mm-hmm. but it's been really interesting because at the start of last year, I had 8,000 followers and then now, uh, July 2021 time's stamp there's um I'm almost on 20k so during that time in the in the last like 18 months has been my biggest growth and what happened then was um I started sharing my writing. I shared like another part of myself that I didn't think people cared about at all. I was like, Yeah, like I'm known for doing some fashion content, like let's let's stick to that menu. But um it was at the height of Black Lives Matter movement last year where I felt really compelled to speak out and to, like, share my platform as well. Um, and I was really surprised that other people resonated um, and I did start to be more outspoken. And a lot of the times before that, I don't think I had the confidence or even, like, wanted to do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where the professionalism comes in, but then it's, like, a really weird line to walk when you're, when you're trying to be professional and put yourself out there, put your work out there, but then you're also not sure how other people will receive it. So a lot of the time when I'm posting, like, it could even be, like, just shit posting, like, a weird video of myself. I'm like, haha, I want to post this, but then it's also weird because um, a potential employee might see this. Like, what are they going to
0: do? In between the lines, but it's really good that you, um, like, even just pointing out the fact that people can resonate with the content you're putting out. Like, I remember when I first came across your profile and I read, you were talking about like um like taboo culture and I think it was within like mm. the Asian community as well which was something that I could like heavily resonate with because I mm. think that like ethnics kind of there's like an overlap sometimes with our like sure. you know with our struggles or our experiences so and especially somebody who has like a platform like slash like you know influencer like um someone who's doing podcasting and things like that people want to resonate with the personality behind what they're following Mm. so to see that it was just like definitely made me like see you i don't want to say see you differently because i don't know you like that (laughs) (laughs) where i'm like okay i can add a little bit of perspective to who Mm. um yeah as a person
1: yeah, I think when we all think about some of our favorite creators to follow online, like even in an Australian context, like Flex Mami, Noel, who <laughs> <laughs> say that, like Roy Singh, like I personally love these people because I can see more about the personality. Like I see what they they're interested in, and it's mm. it's okay to just have let's say content focused on fashion if you're like a fashion influencer. But I personally love resonating with people's personality as well like I know like authenticity gets a bad rap sometimes but like there's some merit to it you know even though it might be a little bit (laughs) fake
0: especially with Instagram just at one point where it was just all about perfectionism and people putting out like Mm. It's I like the fact that we're getting to a stage of like even like the photo dumps and people just kind of putting out proper polls and it makes me feel like okay, I'm talking to people and it's not just like exactly brunch and fashion and you know mm. but um talk to us a little bit about what you have coming up next. I mean you obviously are doing you're writing you're producing a refinery um, should anyone be expecting anything? should we be? <laughs> Anything coming from you <laughs> expecting sounds I like expecting a baby it just sounds like i realized that the minute i said it so <laughs> yeah. I like, like retract it like yeah do you have anything else coming up in the near future oh
1: Um, well, my, yeah, the podcast that I co-host went on like a month break, which was really nice, but we are back, which is lovely. And my Mm -hmm. little sister's, um, really good at design and she helped design the cover, which feels really good because the one before was literal trash that I made like in such a short time. I don't even, it's gone. It's gone from the memory. Like we delete it. We don't think about it. (laughs) I'm still scarred. So um, So yes, I've got that um well refinery 29 is officially launching july 29 don't know when this episode's out but very exciting that live site will be out soon so Mm -hmm. that's definitely something to be checking out and i don't know just chilling hopefully Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what i'm looking forward to is just like spending time offline as well and want to work on that because Again, social media addiction. Um, and fingers crossed, we're out of lockdown. I've already planned things for the following weekends. And I'm just like, do not do not let me stay home. <laughs> I feel like for me personally as well, I want to work on things that aren't career-orientated, yeah. aren't monetizable, you know, get back into the human self. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> it sounds like a very kind of woo-woo, but yeah.
0: I know exactly what you're saying. It's just kind of like sometimes we, like, we're so out of touch with like, what's actually Mm. going on in life and like actually Mm. having real connections i think it was sky that said that and she was like sometimes we're so connected that we're disconnected like online (sighs) that we're disconnected Mm -hmm. from everyone and just people around us and i don't think being in like lockdown on and off helps because it's just like such a i don't know about you guys but i feel like there's like this warped perception of reality for me it's like okay we're in we're not like are we planning for the future are we are we just kind of going as we go you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm yeah oh, for sure but yeah want to work on work on myself but not in like a gross girl boss way. yeah <laughs> but more like I want to work on my friendships I want to cook more I want to play the piano I want to that's about it that's that's my true do list. Yeah. you know what I mean like that sort of stuff
0: yeah I love I love to hear it you're like that's I mean that's the important side stuff and like Wintana literally just said I feel like when you when you're doing so much at the same time as well like it's all just very overwhelming and sometimes Mm -hmm. that's what you need to do to progress but I'm glad that you speak about just like taking care of yourself as well because we tend to forget that yes
1: remember well I like that you're both drinking tea I'm guessing yes good I've got my hot water so that's 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 self-care
0: that is our self-care for the day. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode again, Maggie. You were amazing. Can you let the audience know where they can find you on Instagram? Of course. It's the weirdest
1: handle now that I think about it, which I made again a very long time ago. But it's yeah, Mags. So it's Y-E-M-A-G-Z. Who knows? And I now I love it. It's I'm sorry, but I Kanye. love you. <laughs> really?
0: I do. It has like such a quirky vibe to it. And then it's just like quirky. you go Yeah! Quirky! Quirky! (laughs) We'll link everything in the description. Um, But yeah, thank you again.
1: Of course, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.